Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. And welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. And today we're going to be in part two of successful tips for the new year. Now, last week we talked a lot about uh, speed, being fast in your company. Uh, We talked a lot about that. And uh, I think I got the point across how important it is to be fast. And like I mentioned last week, this is uh, what we're going to talk about today is uh, being nimble and being bold. But this is not about fast growth. Um, I don't teach that. Uh, What we do helps our growth and definitely speeds up our growth, but I'm not here to have fast growth. And uh, if you're looking for that, then I'm sure there's somewhere else you can read about it or hear about it. Um, And there are some guys in in our trades in uh, really hot climates that can make that happen, Uh, but that doesn't necessarily happen in certain parts of the United States, especially here in Dayton, Ohio. But what we are going to talk about is how to improve your speed and being fast in certain things among your company. And today we're going to talk about being nimble and being bold. And uh, so nimble is a new buzzword um, in business. It's just a new buzzword that being nimble is the ability to prepare and see changes ahead of time. That's what being nimble means. Uh, It's the ability to prepare for and see changes ahead of time. If you're nimble, then you're able to be proactive, see things uh, where they are, but also see where they're going and then how to get there. Okay, that's being nimble. If you're in a position where you're forced to react, it's too late. In other words, too slow, get back, start over, okay? Um, So being nimble, it may be the most important trait. Uh, Being fast is extremely important in business, uh, but being nimble is a very important trait. If you run a lean company and you're agile, you are proactive but also reactive, and you do it fast, okay? And that's not easy. Matter of fact, it's it's really hard to do. It's really hard to teach because it's kind of part of your DNA. It's being fast and, and being nimble and being bold. It's part of your DNA. And yes, a small business can have a DNA. Um, your, your small business can have a culture. Um, it's, it's how everything is done within that business. So why, why is it that startups with no money, um, very little money, end up being companies that change the world while com- large companies with all the money and all the resources in the world continue doing things the way they've always done them until they either get bought out or they dissolve? And let me give you some ideas. Who, who at one time was the largest retail store in the world. Not just in the United States, in the world. 
Sears. You see many Sears stores today? Okay, what happened to Sears? They, they were on track. They dominated the retail world. They were the largest. They were the best. What happened to them? How about Blockbuster? How about Radio Shack? How about Polaroid? Well-known companies, well-known well named companies, strong brands, they're no longer around. You say, you can buy a Polaroid camera today, Greg. Yeah, it's been bought, the name's been bought, but Polaroid's history. Polaroid didn't stay up with the changes, and neither did Sears, and, and neither did Blockbuster, and neither did Radio Shack. So, with the right leadership, a, a, a lean small business, which I call a scrappy company, they're scrappy. You know what I mean? They're just, um, they, they know how to get things done and they have a sense of urgency about them, which we talked about last week. And uh, they can deliver more than what is expected and they thrive off doing that. And it creates greater loyalty and generates good worth of mouth marketing. So it's just, it's just being scrappy. It's making things happen fast. It's being nimble. It's being bold, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, it's just having a sense of urgency to take care of a customer faster than anyone else or uh, solve a problem faster than anyone else um, or you know, learn a hiring process that works better than anyone else, all those types of things. Being nimble is not being a dictator. I want to clear that up because I, when you Google what is nimble, it talks about a, a dictator, and, and this is not what we're talking about today, but it is being able to get your leadership team together quickly for decision-making, and then, and then they empower your staff uh, to make fast decisions on their own. See, that's, that's, that's part of what being nimble is, is having a leadership team that you can get together quickly and, and at any time. I, I got my leadership here on a text, group, a group text, and I can say, does everybody have time to meet in five minutes? And of course, I always get yes, 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 no problem, yes, or give me 10, that's fine, uh, all those types of things. But um, it's fast. We're making things happen. And we have a quick meeting and I say, hey, here's what's happening. What do you guys think? Um, you know, let's, let's get the team involved. Let's get this going, whatever the, whatever the issue is. Um, but they, have, they can empower the staff to make decisions and make them fast. And of course, losing some of your agility as your business grows into a bigger brand, it will happen. Uh, but you have to be aware that it will happen. So you have to stay nimble. You have to stay quick. You, you have to stay scrappy even as you grow. And, uh, you know, if you do that, um, you'll be fine. If not, then other small companies are going to come in, some young blood company, I call it, that's also scrappy. And they're going to come in and, and they're going to be fast and they're going to affect you just like they affected, just like NetX affected Blockbuster, um, or just like Amazon affected Sears. 
and Radio Shack. Okay? All right. You see, I was one of those young blood companies at one time, so I get it. And I'd like to still think I am. I am not done being scrappy. Uh, after 33 years, I, I consider myself a scrappy individual. And uh, I hope you are too. The ones that start up and grow real slow, little do they know, little do the competition know. When Greg McAfee came on board in his little Ford Ranger truck with no air conditioning and $274, little did they know that I was strategizing to, you know, dominate one day. You know, you know, you know why? Because I wanted to take care of customers better than anyone else. I wanted to have a quicker service than anyone else. And I wanted to be more professional than everyone else. Now, I knew I w that was not going to happen my first year. That did not even happen my fifth year, nor my tenth year. But somewhere for me around my 15th to 20th year, things started happening. I started mastering things and improving things and, and hiring smarter people and building stronger teams. And things started happening. And it didn't go, it didn't take long from that point to where we are today, where we dominated. And we went from number 586 to number one in our residential market. Um, so at first, these other companies, these bigger companies, these long-term companies that have been around for a long time, the big dogs, they were looking at little McAfee heating as just a little peanut, a little mosquito in the way. But little did they know I was strategizing to be better. Okay, so being nimble is also about being able to stay up with technology um, and it's also, um, if you think about the, uh, you know, I thought about this, uh, as I was putting this together, you know, when we started off, um, we didn't have any software. Our software, um, were, it started off with one scheduling book, a book. I should have brought it in here, a book. And it had installation and service in the same book. And then, we, we got a little bit bigger and we had an installation book and we had a service book and then we had an air duct cleaning book. We started doing air duct cleaning a few years later. And then we had Greg's sales book because Greg ran all the sales at the time. So we had, uh, it was a little bit thinner of a book and we had four books. It was nothing un, uh, it was nothing rare rather in the office to hear someone yell out, put a customer on hold and yell out, who's got the book? Uh, because we were trying to schedule something. And uh, so that's how we did it. So in order to be nimble, uh, you've got to stay up with technology. We had to get out of the book theory. We had to get out of the book culture and get into some uh, technical software. And, and we, we got this kind, and then we got this kind, and then we got this kind. And now we're moving into, a, uh, in, in the process of moving into the uh, even a better software uh, for our industry kind. And, you know, we're just moving forward. And uh, those that are nimble enough to successfully manage and, and leverage this constant change will thrive. But they've got to be willing to. And I coach different companies that aren't willing to. They're perfectly 
content with the software they use, even though it's outdated. Um, and I'm talking about businesses of all sizes, okay? So what does a nimble leader or company look like? Um, well, number one, they embrace lifelong learning and enjoy learning and trying to uh, new things in business. So they're just constantly, they're constant learners. Let's just put it that way. And they're, of course, they're not afraid to try new things. Number two, they control their debt. Uh, they are either no debt or they're either very low debt, but they have freedom. They have freedom to be ready. It's called a sense of readiness for us. I often refer to it as that. And they are not tied to the weight of banks and lenders. That's a, just a, that's a miserable feeling for me when I'm tied to a lender. I don't like it. And I haven't been tied to a lender in several years. Um, six years, we've been 100% debt-free, um, both personally and business-wise. Okay, um, number three, they do not fear risk. Like I said earlier, much of it is calculated, but they thrive off of it. They're okay taking a risk. That's what got them where they're at. And they're all always moving forward. Number four, they're always moving forward. What is around the next bend? Follow me and I will show you. That's how they think. And number five, they have fast reaction time. Fast reaction time. Customer calls in, says, we need service, fast reaction time. They go on a call. Um, it's a special part they don't have on their truck, but they make a phone call. Um, and, and, and for McAfee, we make a phone call in the office. Um, our purchaser finds it fast, gets it fast, and we get it back to the house the same day. In a perfect world, that's how it should happen. Okay? Uh, so fast reaction time. Um, also, lean operations. You know, let's face it, folks. When you're lean, you're faster. And both physically and business-wise. When you're lean, you're faster. When I graduated Marine Corps boot camp out of Paris Island, I was extremely fast. I was running a, a three-mile in somewhere around 17.3 uh, minutes. Um, I was extremely fast. I was lean and I was fast. Um, my business is lean. We have lean. We do, we do more with less. And we're lean. And we are fast. And we are nimble. And that's the way I like it. And that's what we strive for. It's all on purpose. It can't just happen if it's not on purpose. In other words, if we don't push for that and drive for that and set goals for that and have a vision for that, it's not going to happen, folks. It doesn't naturally happen. Let's put it that way. And number seven, they provide room to grow because they see it. Like I said, what's the definition of nimble? Seeing it, you know, before anyone else. That's even better. And there are other there are other groups and companies that'll say you don't don't necessarily have to be the first one in. You know, even if you're in the top five, that's great. But why? I mean, why not try to be the first one in? Take a risk. Make it happen. You know, we, we were several times. Uh, and I've talked about that on this show. I've talked about it. I've talked about the eight to eight, same great rate. We were the first one in. I talked about same day install. We were the first one in. 
many things that we were the first one in. And it uh, it just shakes up the industry a little bit. And they really can't react too fast because they don't know how. They haven't even been thinking about this. We've been thinking about it for years or months, whatever it is. All right, number eight, their rear view mirror is very small and it's only used to learn from and they are always a step or two ahead of the rest, okay? So they're not looking in their past unless they're learning from it and then they're always a step ahead than the rest. They're making things happen. They're pushing forward. What's it take? Where are we going? Where's our industry going? What's it look like uh, in the HVAC industry right now? What's it look like uh, for refrigerant? You know, they're going to make a quick two-year change right now, and then in two years, they're going to make a complete uh, another change for SEER ratings and SEER 2 and all this stuff. I mean, guess who needs to be at the front of the pack? Guess who will be? <laughs> okay, so... Um, Think about this. Ask questions. Um, what's slowing you down? What's causing grief to your customer? Does your customer think working with them is easier or harder than it was five years ago? Um, those are great questions to be asking yourself. You see, Einstein, smartest man in the world, known for, um, or one of, was known for asking a lot of questions. If you keep asking questions, you'll stay nimble and you'll stay ahead of your competition because you're making decisions that they can't make because you're asking a lot of questions and you're finding out a lot of information and no one else is thinking about it. They're going through their daily routine, putting out fires and just trying to get by. See, there, there's huge differences in businesses and how they're ran when you're moving forward and you're, you're fast and you're nimble and you're bold versus just getting by. In other words, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We talked about just being content um, to just get by or what we talked about last week in fast was being content just to compete. And I said, I'm not a good competitor. And the reason I said that is because I want to win. Now, if if you compare me, if you want to say um, other companies go up against McAfee and um, they know that they're going up against a company. Now, they, they there are some out there that say McAfee is going to lie to you. They're going to be the highest price. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. I don't even, that doesn't matter to me. Those, those companies are typically the bottom loser companies to me. That's how we look at them. Um, but you've got a, a good handful of companies that compete with us that'll say when they go up against McAfee, they know who they're going up against. They know they're going up against quality. They know they're going up against the top dog and they're going to act like it. Okay, so there's a difference. So in that realm, in that case, we're good competitors. But we're not good competitors when it comes to winning and getting a job because I don't want to just compete. We don't want to just compete. We want to win. And that's why our closing ratios are, are, are the highest in the industry. And 
because of that. Okay? So, that was nimble. We can go on and on and on about that. I think we've already been here about 20 minutes or so, and we're going to move on to being bold because there's, a, there's another 15 or 20 minutes of how to be bold or why to be bold. Because the definition of bold in business describes being fearless in the face of danger, but we all need a little fear. And we're going to show you a quick clip from Rocky Balboa movie right now, what Rocky thinks about being a little fearful or a little scared. Let's watch this. Imagine trying to clean this place. <laughs> no, seriously. My boy. Uh, you guys, uh, I'll catch up with you all later, okay? Robert, why don't you hang with me? How you doing, champ? I'm good. Yo, man, there's no reason for neither one of us to get hurt in this fight. I'll do my best to carry you. Make sure you save face. There'd be no embarrassment. But I promise you, if you try to press me, you hit me, you hurt me, you hit me low, cheap shot me, I'll get you out of there. You know, uh, a lot of people come to Vegas to lose. I did. It's already over. Ain't nothing over till it's over. What's that from, the 80s? It's probably in the 70s. Just remember what I said. Hey, yo, champ. Yo, ain't you a little scared? I don't get scared. You know, I think you try a little harder when you're scared. This is uh, what has worked for me. Scared ice? Oh, yeah, you ain't scared of me. Come on, let's see what you got. <laughs> hey, don't hit me. I'm. Okay, well, I'm a Rocky fan, so I hope you enjoyed that as much as I do. Um, I've used that clip many times. But to be bold means trying harder. It means being innovative and trying something new, even when everyone else in your industry isn't following that same path. Now think about that, folks. Don't be a zombie. Don't just follow people around. You know, do your own thing. If you're thinking about, if you're bold... It's a, you know, if you're bold and you're nimble, you've been thinking about this for a while, do your own thing. You don't have to follow everyone around like a zombie. Um, it's difficult. It takes guts. It takes people who are fast and nimble, like we've talked about. Now, John Miles is a writer for Bold Insights, and he says this, being a bold leader does not mean being bold without a clear vision or direction or purpose. Bold leaders channel their bold ideas, their bold opinions, and their actions to motivate, inspire, and guide others toward a greater good. Okay? So that's what bold is. That's what bold leaders do. They're bold. They get out of the box, the comfort box. They get out. They make things happen. Okay? These types of leaders are desperately needed today, folks. Not only in our government, but in our businesses. And in our families, folks, we're losing leadership abilities in families. Kids are being raised without good leadership in a family. So what does a good, bold leader look like? Well, number one, they strive for excellence and they continue improvement, which in a Japanese word for that is called kaizen, always improving. Progress, P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S, is in their DNA. 
progress, making things happen. And status quo and contentment is not in their DNA. It's the farthest thing from their DNA. Being okay with status quo is not in that DNA. Number two, they have confidence and they have courage. And that may mean more failure, but they don't stop there. You know, in other words, they fail, they get back up, brush themselves off, and keep going. They have confidence and courage. Failing doesn't stop them from having that. I have failed many times. Many successful leaders have failed many times. They're still in business. They're still thriving. They're still making things happen. They're bold. Number three, they encourage others to take risks and try new things. So it's not all about me. It's about others pushing them further than they thought they could push themselves. Number four, they they can quit touching the things they shouldn't and delegate to those who can do it better. Okay? I wrote something the other day, some of the best advice I received, and, and that was some of the best advice was quit touching certain things, delegate and have other people do it. Once I started doing that, it made a world of difference in my business. We got a lot more accomplished and, 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 and better, okay? So um, it made for a stronger team. Number five, they know who they are and are comfortable in their own skin. I, I just like that. They don't have to prove themselves to anyone because they know who they are and they're very confident and comfortable in their own skin. They don't have to be like everyone else. Matter of fact, they're probably their own person. They are not threatened by other people with influence. It doesn't bother them. They're, they learn from people like that, but it doesn't bother them. They continue to thrive. Bold leaders are not only, um, they not only accept change, but they also champion change to obtain to attain an advantage and success in the change. So like I said, there's changes coming along in our HVAC industry and some will some will go out of business because of it. That's a fact. Some will just get through it and other people are going to be ahead of it and thrive during it. Okay? And then um they uh, lastly here, they embrace goals beyond profits. They're, they're not just stuck on making money. They know making money comes when they do all these other things right, but they're not stuck on money. That, that's not what drives them. Does money motivate them? Absolutely, but it's not driving them. So they, they embrace their goals beyond profits in the bottom line, and they enjoy paying it forward and strengthening their community. They like working with young people. They like showing people how to do things that they didn't think they could do. And as Steve Jobs said, those who are crazy enough to think they can change the world usually do, okay? How do you change the world? Well, first of all, you change your world, but you gotta be crazy enough to think you can. The way I change my world is that I constantly help people get to another level. And if I'm working with children or youth and are talking at a school 
or a different uh, program where I'm talking at and I'm, and I'm talking there and I'm helping someone, I'm going to change a life. I want to change a life which will help them change a life, which will help them change a life, even if it's in their family or in their um, church or whatever it is. I, I help people think different so they can change a life that changes a life that changes a life that eventually changes the world. Okay. Okay. And, um, and that's how, and that's how it's done. So being bold is not easy. It's, it's not, you're, you're, um, you're stepping out and you're taking a chance. And many people do not like to take a chance because they're afraid of what failure, but being bold, you're not afraid of failure. And that doesn't mean you're, you don't have an S on your chest either. There is no S on this chest. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm bold enough to try new things and someone else is bold enough to try new things, even if it doesn't work the first time. Okay. Now, Jim Rohn said this, the challenge of leadership is to be strong, but not rude to be kind, but not weak. To be bold, but not be a bully and too cocky, okay? To be thoughtful, but not lazy, and be humble, but not timid. And to be proud, but not arrogant, and to have humor without folly, okay? That's leadership. And like I said, fast, nimble, bold, will get your business to new heights so you can follow your dreams and get to that next level, okay? I hope part one, part two, hope it helps you, help, helps you think differently. If at any time you have any questions, please feel free to contact me. Um, you can email me at greg at mcair.com at any time or contact me through um, whatever you're watching there and leave a comment and I will definitely get back with you. Um, before we wrap up, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, don't forget to subscribe below, but you can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening and I'll keep challenging, challenging you in different ways um, in business. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Greg McAfee show, no spaces, no underscores, and be sure to tune in next week when we discuss more challenging business growth, leadership platforms. Thanks for listening. And as always carry on and have a great day.